Chapter 17, Pets. Luke 15, 3 and 4. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Jesus was always getting into trouble. I used to think that was the thing that made Jesus so cool. I used to think that Jesus getting into trouble meant that we were alike. I was always being sent out of class, grounded by my parents, and yelled at by the old folks at church. If Jesus got into trouble with authority figures too, then maybe we were kindred spirits. The older I get, the more I realize that I was pretty wrong about that. Jesus and I aren't very much alike. That's actually a good thing. I think I wanted to view Jesus as some sort of James Dean or John Lennon type figure who defied authority because it was there to defy. I wanted to believe that Jesus was sticking it to the man because that's what cool people do. Rebels cut against the grain because they are rebels. I wanted to see Jesus this way because I guess that's who I thought I was. The truth is that I rebelled against authority and broke their rules because I was rebellious and simply wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. Jesus wasn't like that at all. In fact, Jesus was and is God. He is the rightful king of this whole universe. He is the ultimate authority figure. And the reason he got into so much trouble was because of the so-called authorities of his day were in fact the real rebels. They were the ones defying authority. Imagine a person who owns a tank of goldfish and the fish have all decided the owner has offended them so they plot his arrest and assassination. It's kind of ridiculous, right? The world had rebelled against the one who made it. The people Jesus made were cutting against the grain of everything he built and this rebellion had broken the world. We are nothing like Jesus. <laughs> he wasn't an iconoclast because that's the cool thing to do or whatever. He was here to undo the power of our rebellion and start to build a new order based on the love that we have all forsaken. In Luke 15, we see the heart of the matter. The religious leadership scorned Jesus because who he was hanging out with. The sinners were coming to Jesus in droves. The traitors, the scum, the rejects, the losers, and the criminals were coming to Jesus and listening to him. They felt welcomed by him. He ate with them. He partied with them. He laughed with them. He listened to them, prayed with them, and taught them. The most scathing accusation leveled against Jesus was that he was actually friends with these people. You see, the picket signs have always been wrong. It turns out that Jesus doesn't hate sinners. He loves them. Not only that, he likes them. Jesus turned to the rebels and told them a story. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Okay, look, I, I want you to stop everything for a second and think about what just happened. Kind of hit the mental pause button. And this is especially true for you people who grew up in church and have heard this story a hundred billion times. I want you to think about what Jesus just did. 
it's actually kind of a setup. This whole thing was designed to show us our true selves. Think about that story again. Jesus is saying, let's say that one of you has so many sheep, you can't possibly even remember all their names. And one of them leaves. Don't you drop everything, leave all the rest of them and go risk your life for the wayward one. And when you find it, don't you gently put it on your shoulders, carry it home like your own little baby, and then, and then throw a huge party for all your friends because you got it back. No, the answer is no. I wouldn't do that. The truth is that if I had a hundred sheep and one of them left, I would then have 99 sheep. I'm just being real here. And if my wife made me go risk my neck for the stupid wayward one and I found it, I would probably yell at it, slap a leash on it, drag it home and put it in the penalty box with the cone of shame around its neck. There is absolutely no way I would throw a party about having found my lost pet that ran away. Come on. Have you ever been to a found my stupid lost pet party? No. No one's ever been to that party because it's never happened before. Because we are not like that. We don't treat the wayward this way. We don't risk everything for the lost ones. And if we do find them, we don't cradle them and then throw a party for them. We're not like this. But he is. Jesus is like that. Jesus does this sort of thing all the time. It's why he left the glory of heaven and the ceaseless praise of angels to descend into poverty and want. It's why he let himself be unknown and unnoticed, though every star and every storm knew his voice. It's why he would plunge himself into the darkest night and the deepest gloom. It's why he would let his eternal unbroken fellowship with the Father and the Spirit be severed and silenced. It's why he would endure the cross, scorning the shame. The writer of Hebrews said in chapter 12 that he did this for the joy set before him. In other words, he was looking forward to having us back home and throwing a party with all of his friends. I am nothing like Jesus. I don't understand his kind of love because it's not naturally in me. That's why he had to come. If the story he told were really something I understood, then he wouldn't have had to come at all. When an honest person looks at Jesus's story, they realize that no matter how he framed it, we're not the guy that owned all the pets. We are not the one risking our neck for the wayward one. Anyone who looks at that story honestly has to say to him or herself, I am not the owner of the sheep. I'm that sheep that ran away. <laughs> That's me. He dropped everything to come and find me. When he found me, he rejoiced. He cradled me. He said, there, there, little one. It's okay. I finally found you. He put me on his shoulders and carried me home singing. He threw me a party because... Somehow, amazingly, home wouldn't be home without me. Thank God he's nothing like me. For more, 
get yourself to a quiet place. Read Luke 15, 1 through 7, and Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. How is the love of Jesus so different from anything you've ever known or felt? How does it affect you to know that he has loved you in ways you've never loved anything or anyone? Take some time and talk to him about that.